Today on Locked on Blue Jackets, we are continuing the Johnny Hockey conversation. I've got Jess Belmosto from Locked on Flames to give us the inside scoop on the newest Blue Jacket forward. That's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the excitement of your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before you start, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. And I want to thank everyone for listening for subscribing for liking uh the reaction to the johnny gaudreau signing has been absolutely incredible uh i hit 100 subscribers on youtube and i'm well on my way to my next 100 so i'm going to be doing the uh rick nash puck giveaway next week uh so there'll be details about that coming soon but uh yeah, just super, super grateful for everyone who's tuned in over the past kind of week and a bit since the draft and the free agency. It's been a, it's been a fun time to cover this team, and I hope it's been a fun time to be a fan of this team. So uh, here's to here's to all of you guys, and here's to the future of this team. Uh, I will now get into my conversation with Jess about Johnny Gaudreau. So we all know who Johnny Gaudreau is, we all know who Johnny Hockey is, but I thought who better to come and tell us a little bit more about the newest Blue Jacket, or potential uh, plural Blue Jackets, depending on how much time we have today, uh, than someone who covers the team. So I've got Jeff Belmosto here of Locked On Calgary Flames to uh, come and tell us a little bit about our newest son. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to just talk about John to someone who will listen. Well, this I guess let's let's start off with how do you feel about the trade? Not not the trade, excuse me. How do you feel about the signing? I have mixed emotions. I totally understand why he chose to go to a team in the in the states. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, there goes the Flames window shut and locked. It's fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is a business. It's a personal decision. These aren't just pawns and video game characters. You, they're, they have lives, too. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've seen, and I, I'm sure you've seen a lot as well, of a lot of fans feel betrayed by by Gaudreau choosing to go somewhere else and I'm like yeah but he's like the team has basically controlled what he's been able to do for the first 10 years of his career like you can't and I, I admittedly I am biased because he came to my no, team exactly. but you can't begrudge him for like hey I finally have an amount of agency about yeah. where I can go and I want to go to Columbus which that's fine yeah <laughs> which I think Going to Columbus makes a lot more sense than going to a team like Philly, Jersey, 
or even the Islanders. And people are saying he's not that close to home. Have you looked at a map of the United States? <laughs> Do you think that Johnny Gaudreau, the millionaire, is going to be driving eight hours back to Salem, New Jersey? Or is he going to hop on a flight that takes 90 minutes? From yeah, that was Columbus. the thing. They were like, eight hours is not that close. And I'm like, he has a bajillion dollars in the blue right. have a private jet. Like right. he, he can afford to charter a private jet if he so chooses. It doesn't right. it's so much closer than Calgary and you don't have to deal with customs. You don't have to deal with, you know, there's I was talking with Brett of Locked On Oilers yesterday, and he said Sometimes I can't even find a direct flight from Edmonton, which is in Alberta, north of Calgary, to Toronto, which is the same country. Yeah. So cry me a river about this. He's not that close to home. Like the absolute worst case scenario is that he has to fly from Columbus Airport to like Newark. Right. And that's or like an hour and a half really, flight. I've done that flight. Yeah, it's like it's not It's okay. Bad. Right. <laughs> but um, let's, let's talk a little bit about Johnny, the oh. hockey player, because he's not a player that I get to watch a lot. Obviously playing in the Western Conference, and he had a phenomenal season this season. At the point, like, it's weird. I knew he was good, but when they were like, yeah, he had 115 points this season, I was like, oh, well, yeah. Dang. So tell us a little bit about what we should expect from Johnny Gaudreau when he steps on the ice in October. There is so much skill in that quote-unquote undersized body of his that I swear he just absorbed it from everyone else around him as a child. Uh, He is fantastic. He he has speed. He's recently become uh, more of a defensive forward as well. Now, I wouldn't put him up there with someone like Patrice Bergeron in terms of being a two-way forward, but there is a defensive element to his game that hadn't been there in years past. And I today in his press conference, he talked about uh, him not overpassing as much anymore and how he wants to work on that. And that's, you know, that's like the one qualm I have with him is just not having the confidence to shoot the puck. So... If you leave Johnny open behind the net, he's going to score. There's no doubt about that. He will find a way to get that puck in the net. Um, I want to say that he... I want to say that he's a clutch player, but I feel like he hasn't had enough time or opportunity to truly uh, earn that title, but he did score the overtime goal in game seven against Dallas. So, you know, to me, that's that's about as clutch as you get. So. Coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Jess about Gaudreau. But first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online because if you had uh, put money on the Blue Jackets landing Johnny Gaudreau, I bet you could have made some serious cash and you could have done that at betonline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including uh, Major League Baseball this season. There's NFL futures. There's NHL futures. You can already bet on who's going to win the Stanley Cup next season. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including uh, things like live betting, esports, uh, sports scores. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including things like MMA, boxing, golf, uh, horse racing is happening. You know, there's so many different sports. Uh, BetOnline.net has them. All so head to the website today once again. That is betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because bet online is where the game starts. Yeah, he's he's a player that, and I was talking to Gil Martin of um the Lockdown NHL channel about this, and he could he's one of the three best players that's ever played for Columbus already, you know. Like and he hasn't even. This is so exciting. It's a franchise-altering decision, and a lot of people I feel like haven't even seen him at his best yet because of the COVID seasons. It's all been super weird. Like a couple of seasons ago, they didn't face each other at all because they had to play Edmonton like twelve times instead of going to the states. You know, so yep. <laughs> I feel like. It feels silly to say that he's underrated because I feel like a lot of people know exactly how good he is, but I feel like there's a lot more people out there that are like, and like I saw a lot of, um, I was tweeting about this earlier, I saw a lot of very salty Flames fans being like, Johnny Gaudreau's going to be gonna be bad once you take him away from Kachuk and Lindholm. Like, who have Columbus even got to play with him? He's going to be like, one guy was like, he's probably going to be a 45-point player on Columbus, and I'm like, my guy. He could play by himself and still probably crack the 50. Yeah. Like. And that doesn't, to me, you're just like dogging on his performance and not the players that Columbus has available. Mm. I just, I don't know. I, I don't really actively root for the downfall of, well, I was going to say any NHL player, but that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but no, I just, I think that he's going to thrive in Columbus. I hope he does. I hope that, you know, in a few years from now, he looks back and says, this was the right decision. And I'm sure he will. Like, I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't be excited. I haven't seen any Blue Jackets fans be like, why would they do this? Because yeah, you're the one, The one question mark now is Patrick Line. Um, yeah. But I also, like, I Kalainen's talked a lot about... We want to resign. We still want to resign Patrick Lander. That's still there. That's still what their, right. their plan is. And so I have been thinking about putting literally anyone between Patrick Lander and Johnny Gaudreau and just kind of watching them go. Like, yeah. that put Boone Jenner between them for all I care. Like, that's fine. That's, that just feels that feels like it's going to be fun. Um, I do want to talk about. So obviously, he had 150 points this season, which is bonkers 40 goals his previous high was 99 points i believe a few seasons ago and then he's kind of hovered somewhere around between i think 60 and 80 for most of his other seasons do you think he can consistently hit that kind of 100 point mark do you think this season was not necessarily a fluke but is this season is the season he had this year repeatable do you think so I think why it looks like he took such a nosedive is because of the unfortunate pause in the season. And then 
last year was the shortened season against um, all the Canadian teams. And quite honestly, I'd never want to do that again. So if we can keep this world healthy, that'd be great. Uh, but I do think that he is somebody who can consistently put up between 90 and 100 plus points. I think that he is entering his prime. You know, that 115 point season is the, the launching point for what his future is going to look like. And it's going, it's bright. Like, I don't care what team he went to. He was going to be a difference maker anywhere else. And, you know, like you said, you could put him on the ice by himself and he could do the hundred point thing. It's just, what gets to me is, I I don't know how the Blue Jackets um, current like coaching system works, but, um, you know, I, he, he did take a little while to adjust to Daryl Sutter's uh, coaching style. But once he did, we saw the true talent and the full potential of Johnny. Yeah, Brad Larson is, uh, well, he's, this is only going to be his second full year coaching uh, as, a, as a head coach. But he's kind of, uh, the Blue Jackets were fun this season. They were not necessarily good all of the time, but they were fun. And I feel like they play a style that Gaudreau is really going to flourish in. You know, you talked about he ha- does have that defensive responsibility, which is great because not all of our, not a lot of our forwards like to do the defense thing. Um, a lot of our defensemen also don't necessarily like to do the defense thing. They uh, <laughs> We just have a bunch of rovers at the back. So it'll be nice to have someone who can play that kind of two-way game. But yeah, and, and I think we talked about this in the live show yesterday of if, Johnny had gone to Philadelphia. Yeah. That could have been an interesting clash between John Tortorella's yeah. preferred style and Johnny Gaudreau's actual style. So uh this feels like this feels like the best situation for for him to be that player, I think. You know, there Absolutely. was when Patrick Liner first came to Columbus. There was a lot of talk of we need to turn him into a 200 foot player. We need to turn him into a power forward. No, you don't. No. You park him in that face off dot and you get the puck to him. Like you don't need to make him learn how to do defense. And I think right. they've kind of figured that out with Line So hopefully they could do the same with Gaudreau and figure out, you know, okay, this kid can just pass the puck all day to Patrick Line, to Oliver Bjorkstrand, to Cole Sillinger, to literally whoever yeah. and find success. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, And especially where John is kind of at that point in his career where he's 28, 29 years old. I'm not saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but he's been in, he knows what works for him at this point in his career. Sure. You can say, hey, let's like try this and see how it works, but you don't have to force the implementation of something ridiculous that it's just probably going to set you up for failure yeah for sure in a minute i've got more of my conversation with jess about gaudreau that's coming up next on locked on blue jackets so he actually in terms of like i want to talk about the contract for a little Mm -hmm. bit because the first i heard was that the blue jacket had made an offer of like seven years at 12 million dollars and i was like whoa 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 yeah no slow down but how do you feel about 
the contract that he signed 9.8 that feel oh i think it's 9.75 million was the the official aav like is that about right is that a little bit like did yamo manage to get I, a little bit of a steal there i feel like it's right i'm sorry there aren't too many 10 million plus players in this league and i understand why calgary rolled out the red carpet and figures for him but you know 9.8 feels right and flames fans are talking about how he left 15 million dollars on the table and how can that be the right decision for the family because it's not all about money but but i do like that figure for uh the salary cap for i mean that's just the number that i would give john regardless i think that you know between 9.5 and 10 is where he's at and, you know, the $12 million figure, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, oh, we're getting a little overconfident here. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this feels like a very free agency thing to be like, $12 yeah. million. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's been a wild 24 hours for, for Blue Jackets fans. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about the Flames now. Yeah. What? What do the Flames do now that they haven't got Goodrow? Like, is all of their focus going towards locking Matthew Kachuk up? Are they going to go after another big name to try and replace Goodrow? Like, what's their what's their plan to stop themselves from falling immediately out of the playoff window that they kind of built up? You know, I think that their plan is to uh, sell the world to Matthew Kachuk and be like, listen, you're the superstar here now. You want that captaincy? You earned it last year. Here's this $10.5 million deal. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, I think that they are going to work on extending him long-term and work on Andrew Mangiapane as well, who is 26, um, and a really young player who is a prime offer sheet candidate. So I just think that those two deals – truly are the main priority right now in terms of them wanting to move forward. I don't, they said that they didn't have a plan B for if John walked. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that because I make plan Bs in case my lunch plans fall. Right. You're telling me you don't have a plan B as a general manager of like a multi-billion dollar like corporation. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Nazem Kadri is still out there. Um, I was hoping they would go after someone like Philip Forsberg, but unfortunately, you know, that's going to deal happen for uh, that extension happened. But I also think that this is a perfect opportunity for them to promote from within and give some of their younger guys a chance at the big league roster. Uh, Adam Rzichka is a fantastic prospect uh Pelletier had one of the best seasons in Stockton history um you know there's a lot that is there and can make the roster better but it's truly whatever Daryl Sutter wants because he doesn't like playing the young kids so yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I watched a lot of Stockton last season when I was I was covering the Ontario Reign for Phil Pass Hockey last season. So I watched a lot of the Stockton Heat games, and I was like, 
man, Calgary has got a sneaky good farm team here. So I think you might be right. Like, and I think there's the thing about always re-signing your big names, I think, is that sometimes that creates a little bit of a logjam. And, yeah. you know, you're never like who's gonna put Johnny Gaudreau on the second line, you know, to give no some kid a chance. So this could be you know, your your prospect, I think, could uh Hopefully there's one of them, one or two of them that can go out there and like be like, I'm going to take this opportunity and give it everything, everything I have. I've seen a lot of, I feel like Flames fans have either, have gone down two very distinct emotional paths here and it's, Goudreau sucked, we don't need him anyway. And this team will fall apart without Goudreau. And there seems to be like no, (laughs) no in between. But I feel like the Flames are definitely a weaker team without Goodrow. Yeah. But I also feel like people are expecting it, it it feels almost as if they're like they've taken Connor McDavid away from the Oilers. You know? Like you've still got Leon Dreisaitl on the Oilers. You've still right. got Matthew Kachuk on right. the Flames, who is I mean he scored forty goals this season, right? Like he's yeah. phenomenal. You still have Elias player. Lindholm too, who put up forty two goals or something. Yeah. Like there's still talent there. It's not Something you can replace, obviously, but there's a way to work around it. There's other solutions, and this isn't a video game. (laughs) And I feel like so many people are just stuck in this negative loop of, well, he didn't go home. He didn't go home. Okay. He did not betray you. He went where he wanted to go. Right. And, like, there's just no reason to harp on this incessantly. Like, he's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. And, yeah, he kind of let things wait until the 11th hour. But what are you going to do? You can't, like, force him to change his mind. The contract's signed now. So That's exactly how UFAs work. Like, it's weird being on the other side of this. Because, obviously, Blue Jackets fans got to see this firsthand a couple of years ago when Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin and Matt Duchesne all walked to free agency. Yeah. You know, like it sucks. And you do, I do feel for Flames fans because it sucks when players that you love and good players decide to walk away. But at the end of the day, I will always support a player's right to go and play where he wants. You know, it's like people get, people get really upset when players request trades or when they don't want to resign. And I'm like, they the team controls where they go until they're like what 26 yeah 25, 26, 26. Like, if they start playing at the age of 18 in the big leagues that's seven years of their nhl career where they've had basically mm-hmm. no no agency in what they get to do or where they get to play you know and so yeah, uh, yeah again i'm biased because he ended up on my team but like if he'd be, if he'd ended up on new jersey or if he'd ended up on philadelphia or if he'd ended up on the islanders i would have been like yeah fine he's given this team enough he's given this team several years of his right at this point he's allowed to play where he wants so he doesn't owe anyone in calgary anything that's like someone so his sister quote tweeted um the flames like tribute like goodbye johnny video and people were in her replies like saying all these things and it's just like Number one, this is his sister. She doesn't have anything to do with this. Number two, it's not, again, not going to change his mind. Number three, he doesn't owe you an explanation of why 
Yeah, he, which I, I get, I, I, I again, because we've been through this, I do understand this feeling of betrayal. Like, I was mad as hell when Bobrovsky walked away, when Panarin walked away, because I was like, they liked it here. We just right. won our first playoff series ever with these guys, and now they're going to walk away for a bigger mm. payday? Like, fine, I guess. And I remember being really mad about it. But, like, at the end of the day, that's how it's that's a business. How works. In, in a salary cap world, like, yeah. he's allowed to do what he wants. He's allowed to go where he wants. So if, if the league didn't want that, then it wouldn't be designed like this. But uh, I could I could rant forever about the problems that with the fan base versus, like, player agency. That feels mm-hmm. like a whole other a whole other. We could episode. do a whole episode um, on that. But I will, uh, I will finish by saying that we will look after Johnny Gaudreau. He is our new child, and we will look after him for you. Um, if people want to kind of keep up with the Flames, maybe uh, check in with how Johnny Gaudreau's old team is doing. Where can they find you and your show? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Um, I host Locked On Flames, so you can find it wherever you get your Blue Jackets Locked on Blue Jackets podcast, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Odyssey, Apple, you name it. Uh, we're there. And I really think that the city of Columbus is going to come to love Johnny, his wife, Meredith, Guy, and Jane, his parents are just, they're fantastic people. And um, Uncle Jim is active on Twitter. He... <laughs> is just an icon in himself. Um, absolutely adore him. So just treat the whole good girl package uh, with love. We we can we can certainly do that. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to get together again before the first Blue Jackets Flames game, and we could yes. uh, do some predictions and have some some fun with it. But uh, yeah. thanks for thank you for coming to tell us all about Johnny Hockey for uh, for all of the Blue Jackets listeners out there. I'm so happy I got to talk about it in a positive framing and someone who wants to hear it positively framed. But thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. You are extremely welcome. And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, Tomorrow we will be uh, doing a little bit of a roundup of what the Blue Jackets roster could look like uh, or... Maybe not tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday, but the next episode will be a roundup, and then we're going to get back into our season reviews. Uh, next up on on the list is um, again. It's really testing my knowledge. Uh, we're going to be talking about Carson Meyer next, who just recently signed a contract extension, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to be talking about him on the next episode. But that's, uh, that's it from me today. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day. Like I said, I'm super, super humbled and thrilled by the... The growth that the channel has had over the last week and a bit, and hopefully we can uh, keep on going. So if you want to subscribe over on YouTube, you can do that. We're on uh, every podcatching app, every podcast app of choice. Uh, We are on everywhere you can think to watch a podcast. You can find us 
there or listen to a podcast, I guess. You listen to a podcast, you don't watch it necessarily, but uh, you can watch it over on YouTube and you're never going to have to get behind a paywall for a locked on product. So uh, why not? Why not jump on in and join me, uh, join the fun. And until next episode, make sure you stay locked on.